0: All right, three, two, one, and uh, we're live. Hey, everyone, welcome back to Let's Take This Online with me, Digital Hoos. Um, early morning podcast today. Uh, this probably will come out a few weeks from now, just because we're recording at such a massive volume. Awesome guest today. Someone I've uh, I got to know recently. Um, Actually, someone has actually come on my radar years ago because I saw you are super active on LinkedIn. Yeah, and I think you came on when I was link, when I was over at agency, but I just didn't know because we were connected on LinkedIn a long time ago. But we never actually like spoke spoke. Correct. But now that we, when I came over client side, we got to work. Uh, we have Hassan Dajani here. Thanks hey, for being here. Morning. But who's been in the industry? How long you been in Dubai for? Well, in the Gulf, I would say in the Gulf, eighteen years. 18 yeah, eighteen years. And yeah. you've always been in the. I don't know the space you work in is like across many verticals, right? You're kind yeah. of in the. Marketing media, digital customer yeah. journey space. Kind it's kind of, of
1: it's kind of a journey. So starting from traditional, you know, working with the agencies or okay. really the print ads and all of that. Okay, and then moving all the way to client side on the digital side. Very cool. Then moving to a digital agency, and then now moving into a new space, customer experience, and all of that.
0: Yeah, that's very very cool. Before I like I always like with my guests to talk a little about their what they studied because I find it really interesting. Yeah. What did you study at university? That's
1: quite interesting, actually. I, 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 I studied banking and finance and okay. economics, and I'm so bad with numbers. I've <laughs> got to admit that. <laughs>
0: That's so funny. Everyone I asked, I think only two so far, I think it's become a theme of my podcast. I like to ask people what they studied. Yeah. Because I think there's a recurring theme from myself to friends, everyone, that we never end up working what we studied. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, I mean,
1: I joined in, in. In this, I still remember the first interview I did, which was pretty awesome. Okay, it was with uh, Jay Walter Thompson. Okay, and uh, with uh, with the CEO the man, yeah. and he's like, um, "So sell me this pack of Marlboro."
0: Oh, he got, it. okay. Let's yeah,
1: see. and I had no clue what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> so, it's it's quite funny how my journey started in advertising and kicked off.
0: All right, cool. So, you studied economics and finance and gone to that, but you never worked in that field, ever? I, I did. Okay. I did. So, while
1: studying, I was working in a bank in Lebanon. Okay, fine. And then later on, I worked in Maryland. Okay. But the suit and the cufflinks. That and lifestyle? The ties This yeah, is pre-crash.
0: The- it's all pre-crash? Oh, yeah. Okay, fine. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, then after Meron Lynch, where you head off to?
1: I, I went to Saudi with uh, J. Okay.
0: Walter Thompson. Okay, so what? Uh, early 2000s? Uh, 2001.
1: Alright, yes. cool. Saudi Arabia, Riyadh, Jeddah? Jeddah, okay. three years. Then moved with them to Bahrain. Okay. Then moved to Dubai with Leo Burnett. Why,
0: okay, why, why Dubai? Why the change?
1: Well, Dubai back then was like, you know, kicking ass. It was heaven on earth, right? Exactly. And and, and honestly, what, what intrigued me to move to Dubai uh, were the accounts. So I was told that I'm gonna work on <laughs> local accounts. Okay. And um, to be honest with you, so many expats lived here before and never interacted with locals. So for me, it was a great opportunity.
0: That's pretty interesting.
1: Um, so after that-
0: What was like 2000? Was this right?
1: 2004 uh, 4 okay. till 2007. 2004, 2007, yeah. all right, cool. And then
0: you shifted again?
1: Then I went back to JWT in Saudi. Okay. Again. So- why? Yeah. Why did you decide
0: to leave the, the 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 time, or just a better uh, it opportunity? It's becoming
1: super expensive, man. Yeah, uh, okay. there is nowhere to sustain living here. And um, the new CEO that had joined Saudi was was somebody I knew, I respected a lot, and uh, I wanted to partner with him. And uh, honestly, I never regretted because we kicked ass. Fair enough. After that, I came back to Dubai. I did one year with TBWA. Okay. I hated the role. It was new business development, and which wasn't, which isn't something. Like TBWA is very creative focused, all right. Yes. Okay. Fine.
0: Yes. Did you have Did you have a creative background before that? Uh,
1: no, but but like TBWA is just like JWT or Leo Burnett, yeah, or it's enough. just an advertising agency. Yeah. yeah fair um. Enough. But this is when I got a call about about moving to client side and moving to a digital position. And surprisingly, in Qatar with Virgin Mobile. Okay. And that was pretty awesome. It's really, really um, cool. Yeah, it was, it was really interesting. We went there. We launched Virgin Mobile there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Fortunately, you know, the amazing politics in the Middle East region. Yeah. It shut down. Um, so I moved back to Dubai. Um, but, that, uh, but but I got a great opportunity. I mean, I, I was pretty much lucky in my career. That's so cool. I got, I got hunted by Red Bull. Okay. So I moved with them here in Dubai.
0: Red Bull would be really cool to work, work with, right?
1: Pretty awesome. Is is pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, you've got adrenaline rush going through your body and your brain 24/7.
0: Is it cuz you're drinking so much Red Bull? Well, <laughs> no, nah, but, but but it's because of the
1: activities and all of that. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty awesome. And then I got hit with the cancer? Oh, really? So, oh, wow. yeah. Sorry to so hear I took some time off.
0: What kind of cancer? Uh, kidney. Oh, wow. Okay.
1: And then I um I joined a a local digital agency. Okay. And that was pretty. You're cool. fully in remission,
0: right? So you're done with the cancer thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's awesome, been six man. years now. That's awesome.
1: So, yeah. That's so I joined this local agency. Okay. And uh, you know it's quite awesome because it was like a startup. So joined them. They had a mandate. They want to sell the agency. So then grow it for us. Oh, they want to grow it and sell it. Yes.
0: Interesting mandate.
1: So, so I joined. They had two offices. When I left, they had five offices. When I joined, they were 32 employees. When I left, they were 128. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's really, really cool. And um, it was sold to WPP. No way. Yeah. That's awesome. There you go. So You succeeded in your mandate. Exactly. And and a week before the sale actually is when Nissan uh, knocked on my door and they're like, do you want to join us? I was like, yeah. But I decided to do one thing before joining. I went to um, uh, Wharton School.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah did you do uh, you actually went there on campus. i went there on oh, campus awesome,
1: so it was an executive education program very cool i was wanted, it hard to get
0: into sorry hard to get into uh
1: not at all actually not you all. had to get like a gmat score no or no, something no, or no no or no, no nothing about that the executive education program is nothing about that oh, okay so you're going there on a specialized program okay. and for me it was more about the innovation okay. so the middle east region is there are a lot of startups coming up yes very fortunately true. very few of them are the ones which are surviving i wanted to understand that space more I wanted to understand what's really driving the innovation. How will you be able to figure out if an idea is actually um, is going to make it or not? And and that program I went to is the one which gave birth to Netflix, to Spotify, oh, wow. to Uber. So one year program? Sorry, one year? No, no, no. It's actually it's a four weeks intensive program. Oh wow, okay. Yeah, but but it was interesting because you're sitting with the president of Campbell uh, Group. You're I'm sure, I'm sure the people you meet I mean, are I mean, ridiculous. The VPs, yeah, the SVPs, all of that, they're, they're coming from awesome companies and from all over the world. I had people from Nigeria, from Canada, from the US, everywhere, That's crazy. and um, yeah, it was pretty much. I mean, it, it really helped me.
0: Yeah, I heard, I heard Wharton is the main reason you go to Wharton is just to connect with people yeah. because the people yeah. you connect yeah. with are going to be like yeah. presidents one day, basically. Absolutely. Like heads, heads of industry. Absolutely, that's awesome. All right, cool. So you did that, came back, came and... back and joined Nissan. All right, cool. So I joined Nissan.
1: The mandate at the beginning was heading digital marketing, mm-hmm. um, and then um, four months down the line, how much were,
0: you, how much did you at that point, how much were you into the digital world? Well, terms... very much. Okay, so. very much. So. Very right, much. Cool. So
1: between, I would say it all started from the Virgin Mobile days, So Virgin Mobile, okay. Red Bull, and then uh, the local agency. Um, all of that gave me. You know, a lot of ammo in digital marketing.
0: That's really cool. You actually got, because I basically joined agencies. I did a month or two of offline, jumped straight into digital. Yeah. Because I just saw offline as a, a place I never want to work in. It looked dying to me. When was that? Um, Yeah, I'm happy with my decision. That was a that yeah. was a, that was a super no, good decision like, I made to quickly change the digital. I think that was a, one of the moments in life where I had good foresight. But which year was that? 2012. Okay. All right. Okay. So, Digital was already pretty it, much It was there, yes. but it was, it was still the rise of programmatic. Okay. So, Digital okay. was around, yeah. but it was still the rise of programmatic. What's really interesting is that you got to see the full evolution.
1: Yes. Which is really interesting. Which is pretty awesome because I remember when I was in Saudi and Digital was about putting banners on com and <laughs> on, uh, what is it called, that chatting platform we used to use? What is it called? The one part of Hotmail. What, what was it? I don't know. Um, I MSN, MSN, MSN. Oh, yeah. MSN back then was kick-ass. I mean, the big thing. And look where we're so we now.
0: Yeah. That's hilarious. All right, that's really cool, man. And uh, did you, you self-teach Like, self-taught digital? Honestly, I... I... Honestly, or I do you have to, someone that sat you down, and be like, "Okay, hey, cool. Impressions like this, yeah. CTRs like this." No, you got you,
1: you got to teach yourself. I mean, okay, I mean, cool. look, man, it, it came at the price of my personal life. Yeah, of course. I mean, after work, just sitting there reading a lot of blogs, you know, yeah. um, checking out stuff, talking to people, but mainly it relied on on self
0: taught stuff. Yeah, same here. Yeah, I've always been self taught.
1: And, and right now, I'll be very honest with you. Now, right now, I'm at a stage where I'm freaking out because the evolution at which digital is Going in, is, is, is super fast. Yeah. I'm not being able to cope up.
0: That's the problem. How, how how do you keep yourself educated these days? I'm not. I'll be very oh, yeah. honest with you. I would say I'm, if, if before
1: I used to learn 10 things in yeah. a week, right now I'm learning two things a week, maximum two things it's a week. It's not easy. Yeah, it, it's not easy at all. And, and I rely a lot on my colleagues at work yeah. in order to, well, see, the, the, that's the trick moving from an agency to a client side. Yeah. In an agency, your learning curve is much higher because you're Cause you're surrounded. All, you're surrounded by yeah. the people, and you're all doing the same things. Um, on the client side, you're very, very limited because you're yeah. just doing the same old stuff. No, I
0: completely understand. What I try to do is I get to work an hour early, mm-hmm. and then I spend thirty minutes reading yeah. every day. I just have yeah. to. I open up like Digiday, Adweek, yeah. Adage, AdExchanger. Um, uh, everything I could find, I just read, yeah. read, 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 read until I found the drum. The drum is a good resource. Yeah, by uh, the, way. the drum yeah. too. And basically, you can see all these papers. Yeah. I literally print out, print them, print them out, and then come home and then read them, highlight them, yeah. then write notes about them. Yeah, I have to do it every day that's the thing or i'll never learn yeah 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 the thing is there's one part about the reading
1: there is the other part about applying that's true the thing is being on the client side you're not applying it firsthand that's right so you don't really know whether it's working or not yeah like you hear some agencies telling you dmp is no longer uh you know no no longer use of a dmp and you have other agencies telling you no dmp is still there so great you start here's where you're (laughs) like okay
0: you know what i really need to figure out yeah you figure out on your own um Yeah, it's really interesting. We were right because after I came clients, I realized that it's a lot more effort to learn. But even though I was, even I was agency though. I feel most agent employees don't like to learn, well, and I'm, look, I'm a bit cynical about that. Look, but yep. I, you know, what I mean, I just, I just don't. Even in agency, people want to do their job and get out. They want to finish the day. They don't want to stay till ten p.m. That's all they care about. And I feel that's why I kind of had to. Even agency I had to learn on my own. The new
1: generation of of. Talents, yeah. yes, this is what they want. Yeah. The previous generation, and then, man, you'll get to figure out in the agency really the ones who want to reach somewhere, who want to oh, get you'll there. Figure out to and, figure. And, and those are the people you want to surround yourself with 100%. or just keep having conversations with them um and and really i i remember from my days in the agency and the people who i sort of identified as those rising stars have now reached top places Mm. so which makes it awesome and it's quite it's quite insane how i i don't want to i'm not bashing the industry or anything but i keep looking around me and i'm not seeing who is the new talents out there it's hard to find talent these days
0: it's really hard insane I, i really look around and uh I'm sure HR and recruitment people have a tough time. It's hard to find talent. It I, is. Think, I think in our region, we're more volume, we're more quali- quantity than quality. Absolutely. But then I, I spoke to, you know, Stacy Fisher from uh, Hearts yes. and Sciences? Really smart lady. She came yes. to, did a podcast and she was talking about New York and and the talent in New York. I'm like, and she's like, there's so much talent there. And yeah. if you go there, yeah. you're not going to be this. Now, for example, here, I think I'm, or let's imagine here I'm in the top 10, 15%, whatever. I don't even know. If you go there, you, you the top 10% might be, end up being in the top 50% just right. because there's so much talent. I,
1: I, I have a friend who moved to uh, New York. Yeah. Uh, he used to work here in agencies and he moved there. And the first couple of months after talking with each other, and he's like saying, my only advice, if you ever, ever decided to move to uh, New York to work in agencies, the first couple of months, just shut up and listen. Because yeah. you really you really get surprised about the the amount of talent yeah, they sure. have.
0: Yeah, I'm sure, sure. All right, cool. Then, so right then you went to Nissan, and yeah. you, did, you worked on that role. And then, how well, how did you forge your thoughts today? How did you get you where you are today? Because I'm sure where you started in Nissan is not where you are today. Yeah, true. So yeah. I, I started in digital marketing, yeah.
1: and then a global restructure took place mm-hmm. where I was I was asked to head customer experience transformation. Okay. So, but did you
0: do anything like that before? Never. Okay, Never. So okay.
1: w- w- the way you did it is like the way you did it or, yeah, or the way learn. our listeners did it in the sense of, yeah, okay, there's those touch points. Okay, this is where we want to reach yeah. us, but not really in depth going to, you know, user journeys, going to UI, yeah. UX, going into all of
0: that. No. Do you think it took a level of just logic? Um, one, logic, yeah. two,
1: a lot of reading. And yeah. three is remember one thing this is the first time I'm joining automotive. Yeah. One, and automotive is you never worked on automotive clients never, before, it, okay. never. So okay. it, it's quite diverse because you have so many departments. And the mandate was not to handle customer experience just from a marketing side, okay. from a cross organization. So, there's a lot of things
0: that you need wow. to figure out. Yeah. Lots of teams, lots of people.
1: I'll, I'll tell you the most, if you want, rewarding thing for me was very much working with the ISIT um, functions. and okay. really understand the infrastructure. Uh, in That's the really cool. And how you're going to start connecting
0: systems together. Yeah. One thing that I learned, which is really interesting, is so I came to a role and I started doing things of like digital transformation, things yeah. I've never worked on before in my life. Right? Yeah. You don't do that so yeah. easy. But I realized if you have a level of logic, yeah. you'll be fine. Absolutely. But I also realize there's a lot of people in this world don't have logic.
1: Unfortunately, what <laughs> habit, I totally agree, and unfortunately, some people just uh, get lost in the details of mm. the technical stuff. Yes. Um. What I what I made sure is that I leave all the technical stuff to the technical people,
0: and that's and okay. Just... Exactly. That's okay. A- I exactly. think people need to realize sometimes that that's don't okay. need to know every single no, you don't. detail you about don't know. it. No. Yeah. That's very and, true,
1: and that's a trick.
0: No, no I completely agree. All right. Um. So basically, kind of gone on there. You had to learn about things like customer experience, yeah. customer journey, and everything. All right. Um. Let's talk. Let's actually get into the subject. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Let's go from the beginning. Let's define things. Right. Yeah. What What is customer experience? Let's start that's,
1: like that way. That's a super interesting thing. I See, think. I
0: think people think it's a simple definition, exactly. but it's actually
1: quite. There's actually a very big, a very big confusion between customer experience and customer service. Okay. They're not the same thing. Let's talk about. Them. And the way. I, I would say I would couple customer service underneath customer experience. It's part of customer experience. So you think
0: customer experience is the overhead? Yes. Like so the encompassing. The, the aspect? way to
1: look at customer experience is every single touch point that's happening between uh, the brand and mm-hmm. consumers or customers.
0: Every touch point from digital every to digital, offline so to physical, on-ground.
1: digital, all of that. Okay, fine. Give, every, give me some examples. So, um, you go to the website. Yes. the Website is a touch point. Okay. And the way you browse on the on the website, and then all the way till you become a lead. So when you're requesting, would, let's would say, would you count ev-
0: the whole website as one touch point, or every page, every event as a touch point?
1: No, the whole website as one. As one touch point. As one touch point. Would like because sub you, touch points almost? Uh, sub touch points it, underneath. That's it. Even yeah. Saying. Okay. And, and, well, it. instead of putting them as sub touch points, yeah. I would put them as user journeys so when you go to the website yeah uh, where are you gonna go what's next Mm. so so the way to look at it if you look at your job and my job your job is to get people to come to either the website or to come to the showroom yes my job is once the people come to the website or come to the showroom how do i make sure i turn them into leads
0: into a sale basically
1: and then sale yeah okay so the way i look at the funnel you've got the visits qualified visits leads, qualified leads and then you've got the showroom visits, mm-hmm. test drive requests, and you've got sales.
0: Yes. Your part is driving people to the visits. My, my, the way I look at it always is, is marketing. Yeah. Marketing especially and media is is converting third party to first party. Absolutely. That's why so I look 100%. at it. 100%. That's why I look and at it. And
1: first party, how do you nurture them? I don't nurture and, them. Exactly. I
0: think this is a CRM and then digital yes. interact. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. So let's see. So we said websites one touch point with different things happening as the user journey within that touch point. Yes. What's another touch point?
1: Showroom. So when you go on the showroom on the ground. Okay. So when you go there, when you when you the second you walk in, how do you get exposed to the brand? Be it from the sensory. So, so is there any is there any uh, uh, um, smell inside the showroom that would like okay. a, just like Apple when you open, you know, the, the, the oh, wow. yeah. Second thing is, is there any any? So you really get intricate. Oh yeah. you really get
0: detailed here. Oh yeah,
1: absolutely. Interesting. Yeah. So you you've got smell, you've got sound.
0: So it's not technical at all. It's very also behavioral.
1: Absolutely, it's it's psychological. Wow. It's all based on behavior
0: psychology. Have you done any psychology courses or kind of no, certifications? But,
1: no, but that's an awesome question. Yeah. I learned about it from advertising so That's average, so, cool. so the insights you capture out of people yeah. this is what makes you really uh, understand those things it's
0: amazing yeah i was talking to i had a couple of like motivational uh, motivational more like speakers yeah that came in and a lot of them study psychology yeah absolutely and i think psychology is one of those things that can apply to every aspect of life if
1: you come and ask me about it i mean if i have an opening now i would get a psychologist because honestly, wow. I would get that because they, they, they use a lot of tools mm. that are so beneficial in the customer experience management.
0: That's so true. Yeah. And even, you don't even think about it. No. Because when you think about customer experience, customer journeys, everything that you're like, you're thinking, all right, all right it's very technical. And so yeah. like that. But then if you no. actually get to the detail of You've it. You've got
1: one bit which is technical. The other bit is... So when you do the A-B testing, what's yeah. the A-B testing? It's all based
0: on human behavior. That's true. Taking, yeah. the, taking, yeah, taking two different things to the exactly. same audience and see which one changes exactly. based on what they can interact Absolutely. on their psychological all right cool but what, what happens when you have things for example you said like smell yeah that's something that's also out of your control that ha- that has a lot of human absolutely. interaction right absolutely for example, let's say let's say a customer let's say walked in he had terrible body odor yes it's, it's a customer it's not it's not, a, it's not an employee he walked through the whole showroom stunk up the whole place
1: what do you do then oh well that's so what i'm but like talking that's about, an external factor so when i'm talking about smell i'm talking about when you go inside the showroom the smell that you want to smell inside the showroom. Mm. You get what I mean? Okay. So it, it's the smell of the showroom itself rather than a customer. If a customer um, walks in, bad order, I mean, there's nothing you can do about that. Yeah. No, it, it's just going to go, you know, eventually. Yeah, fair enough. You know, but 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 you've okay. got the smell, you've got the
0: audio. Okay. So
1: what, so, so so you know, sonic branding plays a very big sonic role. Sonic branding is awesome. Exactly. So ha, ha, how have you, he,
0: you started looking into it? I just started looking into it. You yeah. know Gary V? Okay. Of course. He, ha, he You know how he has all his clips have that sonic branding? Yes. I think it's so smart. It
1: is absolutely. I mean, sonic branding makes makes you remember a brand very well. Yeah. I, I was looking at Mastercard. I, I'm just we're drifting away. Yeah, okay. I, I just want to quote the so Mastercard. What they've done recently if they decided to remove the the name Mastercard from okay. their logo and okay. just keep the two uh, emblems, the yeah, two yeah. round circles and then build,
0: the, build the build yeah. the yeah okay. for
1: me it was like okay you're gonna do that but then how are i mean right now i would know that you're mastercard but 10 years from now with the new generation how would they know this is That's MasterCard? very true. so where's the sonic branding because they don't have any but have you realized very few of the
0: big brands don't have sonic branding
1: there are many brands that have which sonic ones I, I, I netflix let's... they've got Sonic. Branding. yeah netflix has that, on, yeah 100%. yeah um you've got uh, so apple have got their sonic branding which when one? you turn on the mac mm, oh yeah yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's. But that was always kind of there, right? Exactly. This is Sonic branding. That's Um, very true. I didn't even think about it till now, to be
1: honest.
0: Yeah, they've that's very this. true.
1: So there is many brands who have it. Okay, you, don't, Actually,
0: you know, I always, you know, I always looked at those as like theme songs more than sonic branding. Yeah,
1: it's sonic branding.
0: I didn't even think about it.
1: Nissan, look at the TV commercials of them. So I, it's, it's, I wouldn't call it. It's a. <laughs> watch TV. <laughs> I, I wouldn't call it. It's a. It's a sonic branding, but they've got their their signature at the end of their TV commercials. Mm. So or their videos It doesn't need to be TV commercial, but but they do have this. So yeah, we talked about so smell. We talked about sound. Um, we talk about so you've got all the screens that are inside the showrooms. True. So what messages are you gonna push there? So which message mm. you're gonna push where, and how do you control all this content that's appearing on those screens from a centralized hub? So while I'm sitting mm. on in, you know on my desk in my office, I can control what content goes into which showroom, which screen. I can do that. So centralized hub. This is old part. That's so cool.
0: Uh, but I have a question though. Yeah. Two questions. How do you measure these stuff? How can uh, you measure? Very good. And also, how can you monitor? And do we know that customers? Like, is there any kind of studies where customers can? Have we like measured how customers react to these things? Like, like when I go into a showroom. Yeah. When I bought, when I buy a car, when my wife yes. bought a car, I didn't look. At, I didn't look at any kind of screens. So I didn't care to look. You and me. Yeah.
1: We're not the audience. Why mm. we're not the audience? One thing we work in this industry, yeah. So we we have we have reached a point where we block. Where we know exactly what we're going to get. I know. I always when I do a purchase, especially
0: yeah. a high ticket item, yeah, even a phone or what, yeah. anything that's over, like let's say a thousand euro. I have done so much research, so yeah. many reviews on YouTube, exactly. everything, and then yeah. I go there. I want to just buy.
1: You just go buy it, and that's it. And thank you very much. I don't need help from exactly.
0: Anybody. How much per percentage do you think if you take let's say hundred percent? How would you divide between people who do that and people actually just want to come and like still browse? um they i can't give you certain percentages, but
1: what i can tell you is that the shift is happening very much to people like you and me who really do their research especially in the automotive so it's been it's been over the last six months i've been spending weekends in the showrooms and just seeing the behavior of people and uh, and talking to sales consultants i just sit and watch okay and it's actually, I don't want to be a sales consultant inside the showrooms. So they easy. have a tough job. They definitely do. Because customers are coming to them knowing exactly what they want inside a vehicle, knowing exactly what competition is offering and challenging them. So that's yeah. that's making their job really hard.
0: Yeah, very, very sure. Yeah. I'm sure it's not easy at all. like the way it used yeah. to be, uh,
1: completely not. But but to go back to you're asking me, how do we measure all of yeah, that? Yeah. So you've got you've got m- many many measurements, and there's not one formula fits all or one yeah. formula that's the one. You've got the Net Promoter Score, where you're able to see basically how your 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 consumers and your customers are reacting to your customer experience efforts. This is one thing. We are devising an index within Nissan called the CE Happiness Index. So, I, okay. and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stress here on the world happiness. There's a lot of brands that are taking it as a purpose on them okay. to create happiness, to create, you know, that kind of go into tap into the emotional part of people.
0: Well, it's very big in in government right now uh, the whole happiness well, thing, right yeah
1: dubai government is playing a lot on that yeah. and then they've created the minister of happiness but if you look globally and and if you if you research about the purpose of a brand this is where many brands are elevating beyond the mission and the vision and mm. focusing a lot on the purpose of their existence okay. why are they there and what what do they want to offer so we are working around a ce happiness index where we okay. and that has got so many parameters underneath it And based on that, we're able to look at the, I wouldn't call it ROI, but I would look at the results of the efforts that we're trying to put in place okay now the feedback is obviously we do a lot of mystery shopping from one side in other parts we do a lot of researches so the traditional way of doing researches and then digital researches and then you have the focus groups with the sales consultants so it's not a it's not a it's not it's not one study. side only no it's many different exactly okay. you look at many different things it's not an easy thing to no it's not it's honest. not it's, easy It's super complicated it is very complicated. for yeah.
0: example like i can't even i can't even imagine how to begin to measure i don't know you know, temperature levels in an, in, a, in a showroom yeah. that could affect my mood. Exactly. Smell, touch, sight. I don't even know how to go about measuring that. Exactly. I don't even know how.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's 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 not easy at all. No. It's really not easy. And and I'll tell you, when I first started, um, so we did the pilot project where we wanted to really divide the whole customer experience journey mapping. Okay. For Dubai, okay. and we got about two hundred twenty pain points that customers have.
0: Wow. Okay. Two hundred
1: twenty. So out of those 220, you got to really devise from them what are the low-hanging fruit, what are the must-haves, what are the nice-to-haves, because okay. you can do everything all Of at course, last. it's impossible. And if you do all of those, even, you come back next year and you'll find some really different ones. Very true. So, so because things are evolving, customer behavior is changing a lot and very fast. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much, I mean, the space that we work in. Yeah. And then you've got the infrastructure. So how is when you let me give you an ideal solution okay people yeah. are living on their mobile so yes. i go to the website from my mobile i like a certain car of course after i did the configuration of it and after i compared it with other vehicles and after i played with the finance calculator and looked at you know how much i can pay great i want to book a test drive but i don't want to go and do the test drive in the showroom i want the test drive to come, come to me at home yeah. so all of those we call them components So when you were asking me before is the website one touch point or several touch points all the components underneath it are i don't call them touch points but i call them components or basically enablers that Mm. will help you have a much more seamless customer journey
0: interesting it's just it's a lot
1: it, it is quite a lot, to okay. be very honest with you, and we can not do everything. No, And the way we decided to do it is just focus on what we can and the really, really utmost important low-hanging fruit uh, initiatives because we can do everything all at once.
0: Is there any kind of tool or software we can aggregate all these things and then kind of measure, visualize? There's nothing? Not a ready-made one. There's one.
1: Globally? So no, there isn't. So there's there are tools out there, but there isn't a tool that where- will... Every tool does like one thing. Kind exactly. Of thing. Mm. And, and 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 I've learned throughout time that the best thing is to acquire, either you get one tool and you start really shaping it the way you want it to do, mm. but you will have a lot of limitations, um, either from API integrations, yeah. from other platforms and stuff like that. So that's why I figured out that the best thing to do is to build your own. See, so yeah, that's really difficult. A, not really. No. When you come when you come to your ISIT team and you tell them this is exactly how I want my dashboard to be. This is exactly, you know, the data points where I want them to come from and this is how I want to build it. It's up that's a, that's the interesting thing between your job and between the ISIT's job. Yeah. You throw the challenge at them. Yes. This is what they're the just technical like your challenge is yeah. to devise, you know, a great kick ass campaign yeah. and Th- their job is to figure out how to how to how to translate your business requirement from a
0: business all the way to um you know um infrastructure technology. That's really cool. When well, you, you mentioned something about screens in showroom and not just not just in showrooms, right? And many stores, even yeah. retail stores, are screens and stuff. How can I just started thinking about it? It's really interesting. Is how can we dynamically change the content per the customer? Well, is that, that even possible?
1: So yes it is possible um but with the gdpr it makes it much more and more harder to be very honest with you but you've got now some new technology which is i mean it's not really new it's been there for the last couple of years but now it's becoming more commercial where uh face identification Mm -hmm. so those face identification tools will be able to figure out whether you're pissed, you're happy, whether you're sad, mm. you're happy, whether you're you, you, you get what I mean? I do understand. Yeah. And based on that, and based on your behavior when you're standing in front of a certain screen, okay. How it will adapt the content towards you. So
0: it's easier said than done. It is much uh, but it is possible. So how how let's say but what, what how would you ch- then change the content Let's say someone's happy so, what kind of content would you serve versus someone who's not happy
1: no but but, but let me make it much more relevant yeah. so you go and you stand next to an x-ray car okay you're checking everything around it and so on and so forth and there's a screen next to it where sure. it, it and and suddenly what you do is after you know that he spent a certain amount of time on it or okay or 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 he's about to leave what you do is you change the content to basically a kashkai. so basically what you do is you cannibalize so mm. you feel that he's no longer interested in the X-Trail. Okay, let me try with the Qashqai. So maybe but, that but, he's, comes- but he's
0: not in front of that car, though. He's in he's wh- still, which let's, one? Let's he's Qash- in front, he's no. still in front of the X-Trail. He's but still in, in front of the X-Trail,
1: but what I'm doing is cannibalization. Okay. I'm telling him, okay, in a way, you didn't, you're not interested in the X-Trail. So what about the Qashqai? Mm. And if he started getting interested in it, he can just look at it. Because usually you put them next to each other in the showroom. Okay. So that would be a clever thing.
0: Interesting. Okay, yeah. I'm seeing. Okay, so these small that, thing, these that, things can be quite useful if used correctly.
1: If used, so I, thank you for saying the word yeah. "if used correctly." Because one, you will need the right technology for it. Mm-hmm. Number two is you will need the right content for it. Number three is you will need the manpower to handle this, and manpower. that's the biggest challenge that yeah. that lot of corporations are facing. How much manpower should they get to do all of that, and do they need all those manpower, and how does that translate into an ROI?
0: that's the thing i think i think the problem with most corporations is that they they're a bit old school in the way they think especially when it comes to people yes and when you come and tell them listen i'm going to need a dedicated person just to do this one thing they like, right, they cool, won't okay, get it they uh, won't get- how this help me sell more cars i think it's not about some this person is not gonna sell more cars No. but he's gonna assist the entire funnel to able to sell more absolutely. cars. absolutely
1: for them the old mentality is about no i don't need that person instead of that person i will get two sales people in the showroom where they will sell me mm. a car but that's old thinking yeah. that will work for the next i would say max tops um five years yeah like that. beyond five years this mentality is mm-hmm. not going to pay off anymore yeah and
0: by the way this is a random tangent yes yeah. uh, i haven't been, have you been to the tesla showroom yes i have does anyone even work there there are people
1: who are okay, there, you but they are not them. salespeople. What they are okay. is 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 just like the Apple Genius uh, guys. Okay. So so they they just they're there if you want them to interact with you. So what they do is they just keep going around the showroom, but without coming and bothering you. But mm. once they feel that you want somebody to help you with something, this is when they step in, yeah. and mm-hmm. the way they step in is not your traditional salesperson. I That's spent sure. an hour and a half
0: in a Tesco. Really? Okay. An hour and a half. Is that the one on Shehzai? At the one on Sheikh yeah.
1: and and the amount of conversations were brilliant. Were absolutely great.
0: Okay. Were you guys like? Were you talk about the car or even other things? Ah, uh,
1: it started about it started about about the car, and it moved into so many other things. Okay. We it started talking about technology. Those guys are very tech savvy. And that's what makes it interesting. So we start talking about the batteries and we start, so not specifically about Tesla's battery, Mm -hmm. but the the future of batteries.
0: Just batteries in general. Exactly.
1: And then we start talking about after sales, you know, how does, okay, so so, so what's the future of after sales with electric cars? Because you don't really need any after sale. You don't need service for your car. You just update it and we start talking about charging stations and I started giving them ideas about for the charging stations yeah. and that that that's what made it really interesting
0: That's really I've never heard of anyone spending an hour and a half in yeah, a tour. yeah an
1: hour exactly an hour and a half i had two guys with me and they left honestly yeah. they got bored for me is, it, it was super interesting because yeah. I, I was i was i was quite fascinated how this guy spent an hour and a half with me while he knew from the beginning that i'm not going to buy the car uh, but he still he didn't care he invested that time
0: because if you're not gonna buy a car today, you might buy a car in a year. It, thank you, exactly. Yeah. but and and do they have do they have a thing here where they you, can you buy a Tesla online here or you have to go to the showroom? Still? No,
1: you can buy it online. So you can book yeah. it online. Yeah. You can book the car online. Yeah. Um, I'm no, they haven't started selling online. Yeah, uh, I hope my information is. Uh, I've I not checked. Yeah, um, but, but booking, I know yeah. that you can do it. Yeah, because
0: in the states, it's awesome. Yes, it's absolutely awesome. You do everything online. Even if you go into the showroom, you'll probably end up doing the exact same thing you could do from home. Look. Tesla, you you can never compare Tesla yeah. to where we work and to what we do. Tesla
1: is your is your is your automotive, if you want, manufacturer and automotive dealer. Mm. It's it's the two of them together. That's the thing. Sitting here in this room, you are the dealer. I'm the uh, you know the the manufacturer. manufacturer. Yeah. And and the dynamics are just completely different. That's true.
0: Yeah. That's true. But do you also think that maybe because from the day it was made, the inception. This kind of innovation was in its blood it was the you know what i mean so like no one even questions or even thinks about like showroom going to showroom talk to sales when it comes to tesla look, but with every other brand you think about that you think it's because tesla from the day it was made it look, was in that dna for
1: me elon musk is the yeah. is the Steve jobs of the auto, automotive industry for sure. and yes i do believe that yeah. from day one he had it figured out really that way yeah the guy just came look Many people you talk to them you say you hear them say yeah but Tesla yeah is not doing well is not doing great so on and so forth. For me, I don't it, it, look at it. Did from it that just side.
0: overtake Mercedes in the states exactly. for sales or something? Thank some you. ridiculous amount like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah.
1: For me, I don't look at it that way. For yeah. me, I look at it in that he woke up the whole industry. For sure. He freaked out every single automotive mm-hmm. maker out there and woke them up, and and that's what makes it super interesting. Yeah. And the next giants that are gonna that are, that are gonna start. Comp- Competing a lot with the automotive brands are Chinese brands. okay. Those guys are coming in like, <laughs> yeah, well, like there's no tomorrow. Yeah, China's quite ahead when and it that, comes that, it to that's innovation. That's what really makes it interesting.
0: Yeah, Do you think when it comes to these big corporations that have been around for a long, like the Toyotas, the, the Nissans, yeah. the the whatever, these big co- these big companies have been around for ages now. Yeah. We're quite old school in like, general. Yeah. Do you think there is an opportunity for them, but don't you think for them to really change, it has to be literally from top down we're like um, When I say top-down, I mean like from the very pinnacle of the organization well, all the way down?
1: Well, yes and no. Okay. Let me tell you this. If, if you look at, yeah, let's say Nissan, because okay. we, we know it very well. Um, the Leaf car, the electric vehicle, mm. is the number one sold electric vehicle in the world. Yes. So that must tell you that the guys know what they're doing. True. You know, they have the right technology. They have the know-how. It's just about, there's one thing, and, and it took me a lot of time to actually realize mm. and digest and accept it. Big, big multinational companies take time to change. Oh yeah, for sure. We can never compare the Nissan, the Toyotas, all of those with a Tesla. Mm. Tesla is is the Tesla, the Apple, the the Netflix, the Spotify. The yeah, Netflix. that's true. Those companies are unicorns. Those companies have uh, are have just been born. I mean, Google just turned twenty one years old uh, yeah. two days ago. Maybe it's still versus the Nissan, which is going to reach soon hundred years. That's good. So so you're talking about a massive, you know, shift, That's very true. but yes, I do agree with you. And this is not only in, in, in the Nissan and Toyota, this is in every single organization. That's true. The top leadership has got to adapt to the digital age, to the technology age, so on and so forth.
0: Yeah. All right. Cool. Let's, uh, so we went a bit on a tangent there with Tesla, but let's go back to uh, what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. So we talked about website and we talked about on ground right now how what what can we do what what can you do for example when you work when you you see everything what are you trying to do to basically to change everything so let me start especially like yeah
1: i mean i mean again just to go back to customer experience just to explain it so we were talking about touch points and all of that but you've got you've got we forgot to mention something which is very important your customers are are two kinds of customers okay your customers are the ones who either own a nissan uh, actually three of them either the ones who own a nissan car or are potentially Nissan Mm -hmm. owners. And the third one is uh, inter-organization. So the departments Mm. within the organization. Okay. So those are the customers I look at. So my customers are the salespeople, the after salespeople, the dealer network development, the ISIT, the connected car team, so on and so forth. Because I got a, you're talking about a major mind shift uh, in, in, in the way things are done. Yes. And customer experience in Nissan has only been there for the last three years. Yeah, globally, just, yeah, so brand new. So, yeah, so it used to be always under marketing and, and it yeah. became a function on its own, which is brilliant. So, so when I'm talking about the, the websites, we talked about it, and there's the apps, mm. there's the e commerce, there's the, the connected cars. How do you start connecting with your car with the right technology through your mobile phone? Yeah, turn it on, turn it off, book a service, so on and so forth. So, you're asking me, how did I start with all of this? We looked at the whole user journey, okay, which used to be linear the linear yes. one is about consideration awareness
0: you know yeah, yeah. and so on i want to buy a car exactly. I, I see there's an ad, there's an app for a car exactly. i go to a showroom yes. i test drive i buy a car it's i bring it for service it's no
1: longer a linear journey okay. it's no longer what is it now it's super connected with each other like a, so it's like more a, circular okay Sorry, so go. it's more circular but not 100% circular as in a circular in a connected way so yeah. it's like a maze yeah okay okay and mm. and it's interesting there was a research done by mckinsey okay they identified 5040 times Okay. 5,040 times a okay. customer would come in and out from one journey to the other in an within way. a span of so what? you go to take your car for an uh, like within
0: a year what was the span the timeline of the 5,000 one 40? year within, within one year one, yes oh wow
1: so what's interesting about it is you go to the short you go to the to the service maintenance you're taking your car for maintenance yeah, yeah? suddenly you're there and suddenly you, you, you look around you decide to exactly yeah. you decide to do a test drive for another car hmm. so that's you know, after sales journey, going all the way to, you know, uh, sales. doing it. exactly, or not
0: even that. You're, you're waiting for your car, you open up the website, and you just then, browse. Exactly. That's another,
1: exactly. Yeah. So, the way we've broken down those, those, um, this user journey is into seven micro journeys. Okay. So, the first one is um, uh, choosing my vehicle. So, be it from the website be it from the app so on and so forth what components do we enable underneath that configurators mm. um uh, uh offers mm-hmm. um vehicle landing pages so how do you make a proper vehicle landing page where all the information is on it the brochures yeah. so the brochure to be for instance mobile um mobile centric um and adaptive to different uh you know devices yeah the second one is establishing a seamless test drive mm-hmm. so basically i want to do the test drive on that day at that time in that location Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know yeah um and here i got to give a big high five to lexus in kuwait for instance so they've done this but even further they went about how do you want your water do you want it cold or do you want yeah room temperature and do you want any juice Uh, you know they're making it more personalized okay and then you've got making confident finance decisions finance is a very important thing so i want to use a finance calculator i want to apply for a loan because i actually i want to i want to do the whole thing online yeah so how do you enable all of those and then you have the uh, managing my drive on the go how will i be able to basically book a service while i'm driving the car um roadside assistance so on and so forth and then you've got the onboarding to ownership how many people get into their cars without knowing all the features that are inside their yeah. cars so how do we enable that and the last one is that uh, getting after sales service so mm. so and, and finally, what, what loops all of those together is the future, which we call e-commerce. So shopping mm-hmm. through e-commerce. When I'm talking here, e-commerce is not about buying a car. I'm talking here, subscription modeling. So where I decide to pay a certain fee, just like you do for Netflix. Yeah. You pay a certain fee per month. And you can swipe cards. I know uh, Porsche and Mercedes are doing that here, right? Porsche have got... So, Passport by Porsche, they have this. Mercedes, they have this. Um, Volvo have this. Okay, I didn't know um, Volvo has it. Yeah, so so m- most of the brands are doing this. So, you
0: pay uh, a... Um, uh, uh, you know, because I only got into subscription looking into only this year. So, basically... You pay a monthly amount. Yes. And you can change the car anytime exactly. you want.
1: Exactly. You can change it per month, one times or two times. Okay. So depending, and so today I want to go to the mountains. I want a four by four car. So I just requested on the app. They bring the car to me, and they take the car that's with me. Um. After two days, I want to go to the beach. I want a convertible car. Boom! They come bring it. That's awesome. Me. So insurance is covered in it, and see, it's it's easy. But it's a
0: premium. But not really. Oh, okay. Not really. More than you, more than you would pay like a monthly just for one car, or around well, the same.
1: Well, no, it's it's one. Well, just maybe a little bit more. Okay. But the advantages that you're getting out of this are amazing.
0: Yeah, that's actually really so interesting. So you've got
1: the, the the new subscription modeling yeah. that's happening. You have the lease, the new way of leasing yeah. options, and then you've got the pay per minute, or just like the e cars, yeah. like the U drives, and so on and so. So there's a lot of options that are happening out that's there. That's true. And, and it's making it super interesting and that's yesterday just yesterday i heard about drover.ae have you heard of no. it so now there's a new company which you pay for insurance um per kilometer oh are you yeah good? yeah here in, in in dubai that's crazy yeah. I, want,
0: I wonder when you compare it to a yearly insurance how it breaks down to uh, kilometer by kilometer
1: see i'll tell you um if you come and tell me which industries really excite me insanely the automotive definitely yeah. the insurance and the health care I think the future belongs to those three industries and innovation is going to happen big time in them.
0: Yeah. That's really interesting. All right. Um, There's one thing I want to talk to you about, actually. We're going to go, it's a bit different than customer Experience, but you've been doing public speaking for a while now, right? I have so it's been now six years and started it how did you get into the public speaking because i i find the realm super interesting
1: um to be honest with you it just happened it just happened just like the dj djing happened yeah. with me yeah. i went to saudi and i was djing over there okay Or now and, <laughs> and it just cool. happened because people saw that i love um i i think it just happened i remember i was in a dinner and somebody told me hey we have this conference uh, what about you participate in it and this is how it started it okay. was in lebanon and and yeah it kicked off and the thing is i realized that and i'm being very honest here Hassan we forget sometimes that we are brands just like we are a personal for, brand i am a personal brand 100 so when you said now about gary Vee, when you yeah. when you, those are brands and yeah. and it's all about how you where you you know competition is rising a lot and, sure. and you need to keep really you know separating yourself from the wolf out there Definitely. so so the crowd and and that's the way you do it so for me is i it came out of honestly frustration yeah. you go to those conferences and you find no, nothing the same presentation being presented 100%. over and over again i completely again. agree and and no really relevant data for no. you from the region so and it's boring exactly it's boring and and again i would say it come at the at, at the at the a lot of time from my personal time because yeah. i don't do a single presentation the same uh, i don't present it more than once so okay. every time okay. it's so a you're, different you're changing
0: yes do you, do you do both keynotes and panels yes which one do you like more um i started lately
1: because i'm really dying a lot with regards to work you know pressure yeah, and all sure. of that so sure i'm doing talk. more of of uh, panel okay uh, but i like
0: less preparation yes you just kind of show but up. I
1: like keynote more, not because of anything, but okay. because I do have the time to share um, really an in-depth, uh, yeah. uh, you know, results and, and insights into okay. what was done into the planning. Yeah. Um, the panel is interesting um, if you put really um, op- opposite um, yeah. mindsets. I, there.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing I realized in panel. So I did. I've done maybe three or four panels I've yep. never done a keynote yeah it's just I liked I like debates more yes for me a keynote I don't if I just go up and talk I just for me I'll get I'll think I'll get bored of myself yeah so th- that's what, or maybe maybe because I'm still early in my journey, I don't I don't feel I have enough to contribute in a keynote. But I like panels because I, I like to talk.
1: I would disagree. I I I would tell you one thing. Yeah. What you're doing now in with with the yeah.
0: um, I
1: see it as a beautiful keynote presentation yeah. because you are playing a very important role of the transformation in the marketing division. Yeah, fair enough. So th- that makes it interesting. That's that's a story that people actually want to listen to because yeah. they will get to learn a lot about it and it will open so many questions. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the way I see it. So okay, it's fair. all about really talking one. about what you're... what. It's it's really talking about not promoting yourself, but actually talking about how something happened, why did it happen, and what were the results of it, what were the learnings from it, as simple as that.
0: yeah. Um. What, what? Why? Why do I always prefer panels? Even till now, I always look for panels because I like controversy. Yes. I I love <laughs> I love conflict. I remember I did one at Oracle. I think, Open I World. I
1: think it's something from. I mean, us agency people. Yeah, we, li- we like that. I
0: don't, yeah, maybe. I think this is maybe a big reason why I started a podcast, and and that's why I wanted to have people on because I just I man, I don't know why I love to debate people. Yeah. And um, I remember we I went I did Oracle Open World and yeah. it was someone from real estate. It was me and then someone. I think it was someone from agency that I worked with, and it was so boring. It was boring. Every, it was more of like self promotion and talk about. Yes. So, I, so, halfway through, I looked at the agency person because I'm like, I didn't care about the real estate yeah. person. He has no value to bring to me. Uh, so, I looked at him and I'm like, hey, man, let's have some fun. Yeah. And I threw out a statement. My statement was third party is trash. Defend it. Yeah. And then it was fun for the next 10 minutes. Yeah. And I feel the audience really enjoyed is, it. The,
1: when, when you create that debate, you start getting people interested and you start getting a lot of, you know, you start opening the mind into so many other things. Yeah. And now that you're on the client side, uh, it actually makes it much more interesting having a debate between a client side and an agency. Exactly. Uh, a- agency people might sometimes get scared because you're a potential client and so on and so forth. Yeah. And, uh, but no, I mean, once you keep pushing and, and you're hitting. Yeah. yeah
0: one of the greatest benefits I got as a client side is I now I saw the effect of media buying. So when you're in an agency, all you do is the media buying and that's your job. Yes. You, take, you know, I, CPL is this much, CPA yes. is this much. All right, I did my job, I get to go home. But then when you go client side, you realize everything you did on agency, that's like 30% of the way. Absolutely. There's like another 70 or 80% yes. that is a lot more, but it's, a, it's 100% affected by you. And now when you go client side, you see the effect of that yes. and you start to go, oh,
1: well, we were never impre-
0: exposed at what no, happens not.
1: after the campaign. Never, when we were in I the never
0: games. worked in an account where exactly. the client go, hey, here's, here's what, I never had a client. And I, but I would ask, but I would never get it. Yes. Cool. So what do you think, so uh, I want to get to now the future, but let's go into a bit of, uh, let's go into the foresight here. Yeah. How do you think customer experience, customer journey, this field itself is going to evolve? What do you think you want to see more happen in a region? And what do you think that is something that you're going to actually work hand like, like work right on hands and hands on it. Um, I
1: would say one word, which is personalization. Okay, I think I still think nobody's needing it the right way. I agree. So personalization is gonna play a very, very, very important role okay. out there. And, and it will be enabled through, be it the machine learning, the artificial okay. intelligence, the infrastructures, what you're doing with, for instance, you know, the, 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 uh, from a DMP point of view, yeah. from a, all of that will play a very big role. Okay. It's really about looking at your first party data. percent. I've heard the other day that there's a new term out there, zero party data. Yeah, I've heard that term before. Yeah. So, so it's really looking at that at that first party data. Uh, naming it right 100 percent. and how do we start connecting more and more with okay. existing customers and with potential ones what
0: are, you, what are you what can you say okay i don't know if we could talk about future things what's something that you're working on that's super exciting that you can talk about that's actually gonna um
1: again maybe? again so 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 i would say well two things yeah. from the first one is um about about when we talk about e-commerce, the the new buying behavior of people, and and I'm not talking e-commerce as in shop online, I'm talking about the innovation that comes into that Mm -hmm. space. As I tapped into it before, subscription modeling, lease, and so on and so forth, this is something which would be very interesting to play in. So, and it's not about just devising, for instance, a subscription model, it's about what will that subscription Mm -hmm. model uh, include inside of it yeah. because it includes a lot of discussions with so many parties and with so many vendors and and how do you really nail the right formula for it and the second one is how do you turn your website from a regular website into really a virtual showroom
0: that's really that's the way i
1: would call it what do you think about voice voice is for me <sighs> see i've been hearing a lot Super interesting yeah i'm I, I've been hearing a lot I from people. I think
0: cars are going to play a big part. For example, Absolutely. I'm driving way home. I realize I'm out of milk. Yes. Hey, car, buy me milk. Yeah. Right?
1: I'll, 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 I don't know if you've seen this video from 1987 about okay. this guy sitting inside this car and his car breaks down and, okay. and the car is talking to him. Okay. It was that like the prediction for the future kind exactly. thing? Okay. The Exactly. It's amazing, huh? 1987. I haven't it. Where it, it booked the roadside assistance on its own to him. Wow. And it booked for him a taxi because he needs to go to a meeting voice w- w- i mean right now yeah. um they would tell you i think silicon valley um there was a presentation done there a couple of months ago they said 27 percent of all the worldwide searches are a voice yeah so far i'm not accurate about the numbers so please yeah. don't quote me with that but voice will play a very big role the only challenge with the voice is um really nailing it the right way i agree um really i mean i mean yeah. i have theory I, have, um, you have, Alexa Alexa. Home? Okay, I have Alexa, I have Alexa, I have home. Google Home, I have those at home, all of them. And they're, 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 they're still not nailing it the right
0: way. But also One. here also, Two, right?
1: the technology here. So Alexa, I have it at home, but I can't do anything with
0: it. You can't really ex- buy anything. Exactly. Even. But, but my, my interest actually comes to that, to the purchase part of your voice. Yes. For example, I'm in my car yeah. and I go, hey car, I'm out of milk, buy me milk. Yeah. Now, yeah. here's the question. Will it ask me what brand I want? Or will it buy it for me and is there a revenue point between the money between now the car and the milk brand? And is there like a cost per acquisition that's gonna go on there? I don't know. Huzam, it's all about again, it's all about what data are you ready mm. to give away? Yeah. Because
1: you're asking what brand of milk. It should know it from your previous, from previous transaction that that took place. Yeah. And and from your behavior. But Mass that will open
0: up another revenue stream for automotive now because now, for example, even though it knows that you buy, I don't know, uh, I don't even the brands, whatever, uh, whatever, brand X, yep. right? And I've been buying that all year, but if, let's say, brand Y incentivized the car, it could be like, I'm going to pay a, a dollar yeah. CPA, that guy's paying 0.8, yes. and it was like, would you like to try brand Y? Because that's where things, I think this is where Amazon's ahead of us all. Yes. Because it, it's created like a, I know, you know that it's, it bought a Seismix ad yes, server. it has. It has its own closed yes. DSP. It has now, it, it has the data Amazon has is scary, where now Amazon, when I go, hey Alexa, buy me water. Yes. It will go, Aquafina yeah. has a promotion instead yeah. of Arwa. Yes. And because Aquafina has decided start, to pay a point eight correct. higher than Arua, so that's I think this is where Amazon is gonna. It's, I think Amazon is playing the long game. Maybe not now, but yeah. in ten years, no, no, Amazon, Amazon is gonna is gonna absolutely. probably be, reach ten trillion dollars purely from that.
1: Look, Amazon, Apple, which is and scary. Amazon, Apple, and Google are the ones who are gonna. And and there's one which you forgot, Alibaba. Yes, and Alibaba is about to enter the ring. Yeah. Those those brands, those companies are. Yeah. You're absolutely correct about that. Yeah. It's, but it, again, again, I'm telling you, see, there's something which we always say is that technology is the easiest thing. Oh, yeah, it's The data is the hardest thing. It Very is, true. Is, uh, I'm driving a car and I'm using Bridgestone tires. Yeah. How can the car tell Bridgestone that, the same thing as what you're saying. Yeah. So the car says my tires are dying. So what wouldn't in- automatically
0: Let- there should be a a a signal that goes to Bristol be like, hey, this guy bought your tires. Yes. Do you want him to buy your tires again? Exactly. Because I have another tire I have brand. Another- green, Thank you. And uh, hey, it's going to cost this much. Do you want to give him a special promotion and automatically? Car be like, hey, hey, Osama, listen. Exactly. uh Bristol, your cars are a bit low. I think they need to change. Hey, bristol's giving you ten yes. percent off. Yes. I think this is where it's going to open up an extra revenue stream Absolutely. for autom- automotive. automotive needs to get into it quicker. 100%. I think, especially in our region, I don't think we've tapped into it. Right. Oh, no, no, in no. my Even car, globally. for example, I still use Siri. Yes. I don't use my car. Yes. But my car has a yes. voice, whatever. But yeah. I, I use Siri. Absolutely. And I think we're missing out.
1: We are 100%. And not only in the region. I think globally, globally still, we're still far away from that. Mm. We're still very far away from that. Yeah. And I think, I think Chinese brands are going to be much faster yeah, so. than, than... yeah. Chinese brands are going to be faster in adapting to that. Yeah, because yeah. I think. I mean, yeah. if you look at China, um, China with uh, the the WeChat. Yeah. So WeChat, WePay, all of that. Yeah. Uh, now WeChat has been. Just two weeks ago, I heard that WeChat is now being installed inside vehicles. I did know. For chatting that. and all of that. Yes.
0: So, like the bot inside the vehicle is to be WeChat? Inside the vehicle. That's That's huge. You can
1: do chatting, you can do That's voice, huge. you can do all of that. That's that huge. would be humongous wow. there's another company check it out you'll like it called banma technologies okay b-a-n-m-a uh if you really want to see where the future is going with exactly what you were referring yeah. to now those guys yeah. are are getting it right i mean, i i i just wish i speak chinese or i can read because yeah. i'm following their websites like this
0: could be worth to uh, to learn yeah <laughs> Absolutely,
1: that's what my niece and nephew are doing.
0: Oh uh, yeah, smart, yeah. very very smart. Yeah, you, did you recommend it? Uh, I, told, I
1: told my sister that they have to. And Mandarin, the, right? She Nat didn't Cantonese. get convinced about it at the beginning, but then, uh, yeah, more and more. One hundred percent, man. They're going to yeah.
0: take over the world. It's so funny. I was I was talking to my wife's cousin who lives in Pakistan, and he yeah. was saying that Chinese people have completely almost infiltrated every market there because they realize there's so much untapped, and now they're they're, they're destroying, especially in real estate. They're buying everything in Pakistan. Yes. Yeah.
1: No, and and uh, my cousins are in Africa. Yeah. It's an inva- It's a Chinese invasion into wow. Africa, and and you know that in the curriculum here in the UAE, in the government, okay. um, uh, kids have to start learning Chinese Emiratis.
0: Wow. Yeah. Well, they're smart. I Absolutely. Think, I think I think that's definitely a future skill to have Mandarin. One hundred percent. All right, cool man. Let's wrap this up. Um, where cause I know you're super active on LinkedIn. Yes, so people can definitely link to, send a Jani, I'll put your yeah. name, description, be there. I know. I uh, that's how we originally connected because you're super active there. Yeah. Are you working on anything like in terms of content? Are you, where are you putting out content? Um.
1: So so I have a from here till the end of the year. I've got about seven conferences. I'm being awesome. part in which is so between Turkey. Are they
0: all automotive or no?
1: Um. No. 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 Okay. I I I rarely do speak in automotive actually. Okay, so I like to speak more customers. in general. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I'm preparing very much for those awesome. uh, conferences. Um, in terms of content, there's Amina Oto. I don't know if you heard of them or I not. I do know, yeah. Yeah, and, and I like those guys because they're always working on interesting content. Yeah. So I, I work closely with them. Okay. In producing content so very on cool. a monthly basis or so, we start working on a, on a piece of content yeah. together. Um, do you work with
0: media speakers at all? At all?
1: Uh, not much, to be honest. Okay. With you. What's the name of the lady? Sana. Sana. Uh, yeah. She's
0: actually gonna come on the podcast. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Quite she's a great,
1: great lady. She's really nice. Yeah. yeah. No, I, 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 am registered with them, but honestly, it never, uh, it never. Okay, you can't do it on your own. No. No. Okay. Fine. Yeah. I kind of really do it on my own, so right, it cool. takes a lot of time. But of course, it does. It's great talking to someone.
0: Um, are, are you on any advisory boards or is that something you want to get into?
1: I am... I've been thinking about getting on some advisory boards. No, to be honest with you, marketing society approached me. Okay. And I love you guys, but I'm, I am no. i don't
0: pay to be part of... Okay, oh, so I'll pay. To, yeah,
1: and I don't like to pay. No, so for it's, me it's uh, not because
0: how do you know what the quality of people is? Exactly. Anyone, anyone can put yeah. up a credit card. Exactly. So yeah. so,
1: yeah, so I got approached by a couple of them to pay for them, but no. Okay, fair enough. Um, I'm part of uh, just an Australian... Um, um, uh, basically, social media kind of okay. regulations, um, okay, very cool. and it's a global thing, but okay. it's out of Australia, right, so I'm, I cool. play a part with them. But uh, what my hope is, um,
0: you I'm should get sp- on IEB. Sorry, the IEB board. I thought not think get on that. Um, but I heard uh, you got to have some deep pockets. Really? Yeah, because everyone on it is CEO. Okay. CEO uh, level, founder level. Like, for example, like Aldo Shkher, uh, head yeah. of Google, Ayman uh, Haidar. Yeah. I don't know if Eddie Khoury is on there. So, uh, the CEO of Group M, they're yeah. on I B. But for me, is I'd like to see non agency people on an IB board.
1: I I look, the interesting thing IAB is IEB is yeah. very important. Yeah. I'll tell you something. The interesting thing is that ever since I moved to the customer experience side, I'm not dealing with your group M's and with yeah. your Omnicoms. I'm dealing more with your Deloitte, your PWCs, yeah, Accentures. your Accenture's, and and it's it's quite a completely different oh, conversation. Very, very different, yeah. So, um, and I'm kind of liking it there in yeah. that space
0: in the consulting space much more than in the um after i left agency i realized i like the way consultancies work a lot more the agency i really like it
1: there's only one fear of it is um consultancies just <laughs> just started mm-hmm. you know um uh, walking the talk before yeah. it used to be just the talk so coming to you with that deck and telling you, okay, this is what we recommend, and this is our observations. Yeah. Now they're 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 jumping with Accenture, becoming now the biggest owner of digital agencies worldwide. Yeah. Huge. Uh, they started right now applying what they were, what, what they, they were talking say. about.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think gonna be a quite interesting evolution. Very I much hope, so. I hope the agency worlds are up to the challenge because consultants are coming quickly. Yeah. And it'll be really interesting. All right, cool. So uh, check out your talks. Um, Either way, I'll put a description at the bottom yeah. of the podcast yeah, check yeah, him yeah. out. So, um, yeah, guys, hit him up. Awesome. He has really cool content on LinkedIn. If we have any questions about customer experience, anything about automotive, but keep it customer experience. I think he, <laughs> that's more of a more of a fun topic, I think. So, hit him up there on LinkedIn. Super active. Um, this podcast is official on Gami. Ah, awesome. They, they hit me up last week. Thank you to the team there. Oh, wow. So, guys, check it out on Gami. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on like now 10 or 11 podcast sites. Awesome. Um, hit me up there. If you want to find me on LinkedIn, it's Hussam Al Haj. Hit me up there. I'm super active. All my po- all my podcast links go up there. On Instagram, Twitter, uh, it's uh, Digital who's uh, Your Dajani
1: There you go. Digital and Huss Dajani.
0: There you guys go. And check us out there. And that's it, guys. I appreciate all the feedback, all the love. And this is let's take this online, and we are out.